Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. We'll see you then. On the world-famous Smoke and Mirrors Network, welcome to the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, Clint Cox with the Crash Dummies Car Club. Conrad has This Week in Auto History. We'll get you caught up on the stories making car news this week. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars. We always need more Jeff Zekin. King Conrad DeLong. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us on this Saturday. It's a Halloween spooktacular. Oh. Did you like that? I like that. Did you write that? I stole it at Walmart. (laughs) Do the uh, uh, (laughs) self-checkout. The self-checkout. Do you know they're going to close on Thanksgiving because they're giving all these self-checkout employees the day off? That's great. Glad to, glad to know that. Thank you, Jeffrey. You always come up with uh, things like I've that. I've taken Tylenol. Never mind. That Mars. <laughs> That's why he uses self-checkout. He doesn't pay for it. He just takes the Tylenol. Take the Tylenol yeah. All right. Joining us now <laughs> from I don't know where, but we're going to find out. It's Clint Cox. VW drag star and that's me. Let me rephrase that drag racing star and spokesperson for the crash dummies car club. Here he is. Clint Cox. I didn't, I, 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 I said those words and I thought, wait a minute, drag star. That, make that didn't quite that didn't work out well. the way I wanted it to. I'm sorry, Clint. Will you forgive me? Yeah, I think my dad would be less proud of me if I was. We always have to uh, make our parents proud. So Mars came up with this excuse that we have to have you in an audio format because uh, something with your video. Where are you speaking to us from? I'm in uh, U.S. Texas, but it's raining up here pretty bad right now. And I see now the Spectrum guy is next door, so maybe there's something going on with the Internet. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. It's raining. Where in Euless? Yes, sir. Okay. Tell everybody where Euless is. Euless is uh, right next to DFW Airport, so we're right, right between Dallas and Fort Worth. Oh. So not only do you have uh, your internet out, you've got airplanes flying overhead, and that's probably the cause of the disconnect there between your. That's You're, who we're going to blame it on. We'll, anyway. we'll blame it on them. Anyway. No, we'll yeah. blame it on Mars. <laughs> so, Clint, uh, we understand that you. Would you just come back from a uh, drag racing event? Um, we yeah, we just got back from one um, in Medford, Oregon. We didn't take a car this time. We just we had just put on a big event uh, at Extreme Raceway Park in Ferris. So, uh, a lot of these guys from the West Coast and up in the Oregon and Montana, Idaho, all that area. They came down and raced with us. So we went up and hung out with these guys at, at one of their events up there. Was it a VW event? Yes, sir. Okay. And, and you know, I assume that there is a click of you guys in various parts of the country, and you all race against each other in certain venues. Um, it, it, am I correct by dreaming that up? Well, yeah. So, obviously, to drag race a Volkswagen, it takes a pretty special kind of 
individual and I use special lightly, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, uh, is that a special needs kind of a person? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. Uh, you know, you spend, you spend cubic dollars to make the world's slowest car try to go fast. So, um, it's, it, it definitely takes a special kind of person, but you know, like I grew up with Volkswagens, So to, you know, it makes sense for me. Uh, I, I could I could be going a heck of a lot faster for a lot of money if I was racing something else for sure. Okay. But it, but it wouldn't be nearly uh, as cool, right? Well, you know, I I, I probably would need help. <laughs> I have a, a very like, good. I, I know the Volkswagen stuff. I, I've got a very good friend of mine, Todd Sheldon, up in Castle Rock, Colorado. Growing up in the mid seventies, he had a Volkswagen and a very nice car. We put scoops on the back for the intakes. We turned the wheels around, or he did, painted them white like wagon wheels. It was a it was a cool little car that we tooled around in. Did a lot of ski and ski racks on the back. It was awesome. Are all of these drag cars that you guys run are they all full bodied bugs from the sixties and seventies? Uh, most of them. There's there's some that race doom buggies, um, like the fiberglass kind, and then there's a couple of them that race like sand rail type buggies. Oh. Um, but 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 for the most part, yeah, it's all it's all uh, bugs and uh, Carmen Gias, and then there's some a few guys race the Type Three like the Notchbacks. And now, I and assume that it, they're all uh, air cooled engines, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. So we do we do allow water cooled cars. Like we have a lady class that races with us, and they. They're allowed to run water-cooled cars. Um, there's just not a lot of water-cooled cars in this area that race. But I would say 98% of the cars are air-cooled. And what's the power adder of choice? Turbo, super, nitrous? Uh, a couple guys run. run uh, so we just had a big race here in September. We called it Texas versus the world. <laughs> um there was a couple guys here with superchargers. There was a couple guys here with nitrous. Most of the cars run turbos as a power adder. A lot of the cars are just naturally aspirated, and they just run a lot of compression and race gas. Wow! So what? Um, like we have a we have a pro stock class that is, uh, like it's it's a naturally aspirated nine pounds per cubic inch, and those guys are running. High fives, low sixes in the eighth mile on a wow. naturally aspirated engine. That's what, pretty cool. what are the years of, of uh, Volkswagens that you see out there? I mean, what's the earliest? Uh, early to mid fifties. Oh my, way back. Yeah, early to mid fifties. Yeah. That's the one with the little bitty oval window oh, in the back, bro. Oh, that's a classic. There. There was a. There's a couple with the split window. Oh, and then, my. and then there's several of the oval windows. Yeah. What, what what is yours? Mine's a sixty. And and why the choice of that time range of Volkswagen? Is there a benefit to that? Be it chassis, engine, weight, versus one of the mid '60s, early '70s Volkswagens. Uh, they just look cooler. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you got to have that. You got to factor that in. Now, yeah. do you, are, are the bodied cars on their own chassis? The if you want to call it that, the pan. A lot of a lot of them are. Some of the full race cars, they're 
they're just a body on a on a full tube chassis, just like any race car. Um, but a lot, but most of the cars are still on their original pan. Um, like mine, I'm converting it. Like it's a swing axle car, and I'm converting it over to IRS and putting a bus gearbox in it with a uh, fuel injected blow through turbo 2110. So, so it should run. You know, it'll make anywhere from on at the wheels probably. 250 to 300 horsepower. <laughs> so with what and run low to mid sevens, probably. And what will it weigh? Um, with me in it, it weighs about 2000 pounds. So with all you just told us, you're going to put on there. What, what, what does something like that cost to do a lot? Uh, <laughs> let me make sure my wife's not listening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's always that criteria. Yeah. Well, like I have probably nine or 10,000 in the long block and then another, it'll be another, by the time I get, get it started, probably another six or 7,000 in fuel injection. Okay. Hey. okay. So that, that long block's not very big. Engine. So you are getting the Volkswagen no. in the settlement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So a fuel injection. Now, are the parts for this available? You don't have to make this stuff up. You don't have to cobble together a yes. fuel injection system. They, they've got it. The, the heads are all ready and everything. Oh, yeah. There's a pretty good aftermarket uh, support for them, uh, especially the performance side. Uh, the, the factory type uh, aftermarket stuff is kind of junk, but the, the performance uh, aftermarket stuff is pretty readily available and 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 pretty decent quality. I have to tell you that if I were if I were going to have me a bug that had a hot rod motor in it, I would have to have it available to put it on the street. I'd have to have a license plate on it so I could go and tear it up on sleeper. the street. So you want to a speak. sleeper? It wouldn't be a sleeper. I would. No. Want a I would have a nice big long header hanging out the back of it. You and know, it would sound wild. It would sound wild. Yeah. No. Sleep Mine, uh, up until recently, I had stock wheels on it, that, and the rear ones were just widened. And I had, I mean, it it was full body, you know, roll up and down windows, and the has bumpers and everything, and it, it was a total sleeper. And you, did you have it on the street at times? Oh, I still drive it to work and back. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Go out there and spank yeah. the occasional Mustang and Camaro just to look Porsche. at their face. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that's our drag racing side of it. And then, and then our car club, we've been doing, you know, just regular car club stuff for, I, was, I think we started it in late 2011. Uh, and, and that was like with a couple guys just hanging out in the garage drinking beer. And now we're up to like I don't know twenty eight or thirty members. There's that's a, that's a lot of beer now. There, there's a theme to, <laughs> to what he just said. A lot of car clubs start that way: beer and garage. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yes. And, and we and so it's not like a you know we don't pay dues and we don't do you know we're not super official. We have official members, um, and we you know everybody. How do you become a member of Creston? It's like. I don't really know. You just hang out if we like you. <laughs> well, I know. Bring, yeah, like. bring the keg. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were trying to hook up the video. I noticed you got a nice logo there on your shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a low. That shirt is got my car on the back. That's my t-shirt I give out at, at when we go to the races or you know. Yeah, and you can find the car club on the on your Facebook page. You're out on Facebook. Now we've got we've yeah. got an eighth mile uh, drag strip here up at Houston Motorsports Park. Do you guys ever come down to Houston? Yeah, so there is some guys that race with us that that are in the Houston area, and they go over there. We tried to put a race on there, and uh, let me guess. Let me guess name. that the owner Dean. gave you gave you a hard time. No, he was pretty cool, but basically, we have two classes. We have like a slick tire class, and then we have a uh, one for like street tires, like drag radial stuff. Yeah. And, um, and on, I guess during our time when we race, which is about like mostly summer, um, Friday night we could race, I think, but most of our races had been on Saturday. Well, Saturday they run the dirt track. So the drag strip doesn't race. And then Uh... Sunday is slick tires only. And I said, Hey, is there any way we can work it out? You know, where we can. Uh, allow you know drag radials to come on Sunday and race, and it was uh, no. a no go. So we have not had a race in Houston yet. Too bad. Why? I don't. I don't understand I, I, the difference. I, there's, there. a, there's a big Volkswagen community here in Houston as well. A friend of mine, Bruce Morris, is pretty active in it. Well, I know Bruce. Yep. Yeah, Bruce. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I know Bruce. Bruce actually took my job over at General Motors. Oh, when, great. When I left, good man. Very smart man. Um, yeah. So what, so I know him and his son, where, where do you go around here? Or do we all have to come Uh, up there to Euless? Yeah. How far South do you come? Ferris. Uh, well that's, so that's like what we call our home track, extreme raceway park. Um, we go, we, we race in, uh, at little river and temple. And then we've been up to Wichita Falls. We've been to Redline before they closed. There were some races at Cedar Creek. But other than that, we haven't done. I, I would like to go down to, what's the track down there close to Louisiana? Is it Avidale? Avidale, Avidale yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, how, why, don't, why don't you guys have, don't they have races up there at, uh, at Ennis, I mean, yeah, but you don't ever race on 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 that track. We haven't yet. Isn't there a race uh, coming up? Uh, track, track time's expensive. Yeah. yeah, there's another one you ought to look at down in yeah. Lufkin. They uh, they just okay. got NHRA. They just signed in their official NHRA now because one of the guys that was at Pine Valley Town, yeah, went up there and he's helping them elevate. So I do have one of the guys that races in Houston with us. Um, he's, he's kind of working on the guys at Pine Valley to get a race down there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be close. They've been bringing in a lot of stuff. They've been real active since the guy, uh, I can't think of his name that went up there from Baytown to help him out. He was, had something to do with running the track out here. Not angel, but somebody below that. Well, and a lot of it, too, is just figuring out how to get the track, right? So when we do our points races, we just uh, kind of fill in with another event that's going on. And 
you know, Galen that runs the track, he's like, well, what do y'all want from me? Nothing. We just want to race. We'll do our own entry fee and our own payout. And we'll bring our own trophies and stuff. Just give us a couple lanes and let us fill in yeah. and sort of crash in the party. It's kind of like the, the modified production guys kind of do that. Yeah. Nostalgia yeah. yeah kind of like they did. We have a, one of our guys that races with us and he's actually in our, in my, in uh, the crash team. He's also, he races in that modified production class. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty fun. We've had them on the show a number of times. Pretty fun to watch, uh, watch that type of racing. You know, leave on the clutch kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It is. It is fun to watch, yeah. and um, and I, I kind of like the the fill in thing. Uh, it's good for the track because mm-hmm. they make a little money, which they need that they normally wouldn't make when these guys come to Plus town. Plus, they bring a different crowd yeah. to the track. It's good as for well. the sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It, it's well, fun. yeah, it's good for the fans because people that come out to watch the Volkswagen get to see the other stuff that's at the track that they normally wouldn't see. And then the people that are out there for other stuff, when they see the Volkswagens, they totally freak out. Yeah, those Volkswagen people are off the hook, boy. I, tell I you. will never forget going down to Houston International Dragway, Wasteway, whatever it was, down there in Dickinson back yeah. in the day. That uh, uh, the first time I ever saw a Volkswagen bug on the drag strip, and I thought, oh my God, I can't believe that this car is as fast as it is. Wheels up. Oh, it was unbelievable. Blue, and I'll never forget it. I was up at uh, East Tex up there in Porter. First yes. time I saw a Volkswagen dragster. I mean, it's a little thing. I mean, of course, it's real small, real low to the ground, mm-hmm. and it looked like a bullet. Yeah. I mean, just. Yeah. It, it, was it sounded funny. We had yeah. a guy. We had a guy here. There were several cars that were really fast at that Texas versus the world event. And we're going to do that every year. That is a, that's going to be an annual event now up there at extreme. Um, but one of the guys from California, and y'all may have heard of it, I don't know, is, is his name's Eric Calabrese, and the car is called the Red Baron. Um, he His fastest time, so the car's been sitting for years. He got it out and ran it at the Bugarama event in Sacramento like two weeks before he came to Texas, and that was the first time he'd been on the track in, I'd say, six or eight years probably. And then he came down here and ended up winning our outlaw class with a time of like 535 at like 128 miles an hour or something. Hmm. And the car was, it's wicked fast. Well, it's just a, it's a air cooled Volkswagen engine with a giant turbo on it. So how do uh, our fans, if you want to call them that, mm-hmm. sure. uh, get a hold of you and find out your schedule and become involved, whatever level they want to? How do you do that? You got a Facebook page uh, or something? Yeah, so the it's kind of kind of difficult, but but it's uh, the Facebook page is, is Texas Volkswagen Drag Racing Association. And then we also have a Facebook page that's Texas versus the World BW Group. And so all of the races, the points races and the large, like when we did that one at the Texas versus the World, it has a car show and swap meet. And we did um, uh, Power Wheels races and all kinds of stuff. So like for the kids, and it was so funny to watch. Um <laughs> We let them go out there and, and, you know, use the tree and they stage the cars. And then 
they raced to the 60 foot mark and I had the big checks and everything to give them. But, but yeah, so Texas Volkswagen drag racing association and Texas versus the world VW group. That's where all the events will be posted and any questions can be asked there. And, uh, well, you know, lots of pictures posted. If if we can help you in any way, just uh, get in touch with uh, Mike uh, or, you know, email us info at inwheeltime.com and uh, we'll, Try to help promote this thing because I'll tell you what, if you've cool for our followers that have never seen a true Volkswagen high horsepower event, oh my God, it is something to see. It is. And uh, have y'all, do y'all do like uh, broadcasting like a. Like a remote broadcast from uh, your facility? Yeah. Yeah, oh, sure. we yeah. sure do. And Mr. Mars is the one that, that record would cool. that. That would be cool because as long as there's an internet line and some electricity out there, by golly, we can do it. So you just let us know. We'll oh, be yeah. up there. <laughs> and you got to yeah, have a port a potty. Fun. We'd love to do that. Well, let's talk about it. We, they, they have running water. <laughs> <laughs> and porta potties, I assume. plumbing. Yeah, there you that's go. It. Clint, it's great to talk to you, my friend. You take care of yourself. And, uh, yes, sir. If we don't talk to you beforehand, have a Merry Christmas. Hey, you too, buddy. All right. Good, good talking to you guys. Thanks so much. Clint Cox. VW drag star. Yeah, mm-hmm. spokesperson for the Crash Dummies Car Club. Pop All right, Facebook page time up. now for this week in auto history. Uh, we love this segment. Conrad always does it, and it's your turn, sir. In 1911, this week, a spot of English tea. Oh. The English Model T Ford began uh, in inter- intercontinental production on this week. Uh, of the first English Ford Model T left the factory in Trafford Park, Manchester, England. The first Ford assembly plant outside of North America. Three years after production started here, Britain received its first moving assembly line uh, at that plant, allowing the factory to pump out more than 20 Ford Model T cars per hour. The good news is they didn't have Lucas wiring on them, so they all (laughs) Ah. ran And then 1954 this week, the Ford Thunderbird begins its sales on the heel of the debut of the Chevrolet Corvette of January 1953. Ford unveiled the concept for the Thunderbird for the uh, for public use one month later. Engineers scrambled hard to take it from concept to production uh, in less than a year after introducing the car. The Ford Thunderbird wowed the public at the Detroit Auto Show in 1954 and then began production October of 1954. In 1975, American stuntman Evil Knievel landed the longest motorcycle jump of his daredevil career. You know, you got to watch him jump 14 buses, clearing 133 feet over 14 Greyhound buses. The jump occurred at Kings Island near Cincinnati, Ohio. Throughout his career, Daredevil Evil Knievel jumped a Harley-Davidson motorcycle more than 75 times. Well, I think he attempted more than 75 times. I think he stuffed it a few times in the middle of there, too. Flying through the air, ramp to ramp. Um, Caesar's Palace. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the I remember watching one there, yeah. that one. That one ended up bad. Bad, yeah. Uh, in his profession, uh, he had 433 bone fractures, not all at once, but over time. Um, and it earned him a Guinness Book of World Records for the most broken bones in a lifetime. Ouch. 
But I remember, you know, that was ABC wide world of sports that, that the evil can, they always had whatever the evil can evil jump in the, slow motion. Yeah. The thrill of the, victory uh, and the and agony of defeat. defeat. That's yeah. got the ski jumper boy getting hit yes. in the ribs. Oh man. And then in uh, this week in 1975, John DeLorean uh, founded DeLorean motor cars, uh, not with a flux capacitor, but John founded DeLorean Motor Company this week. Uh, his company built one single model, the DMC-12, which first appeared as a prototype in October of 1976. DMC began production in 1981 and closed up shop just two years later, although the original design called for a mid-engine the production car actually had a rear-mounted Peugeot, Renault, Volvo fuel-injected V6 that was <laughs> anemic, to say the least. Well, you know, that car's got nice lines. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> not beautiful car, but way, way underpowered. Um, but it would, you know, what made it famous was the Back to the Franchise, Back to the Future franchise yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and then in 1980... The last International Harvester Scout oh, was I produced. I hope it wasn't that one with that, what, that cattle, cattle on guard the on the front of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and this surprised me. I didn't realize that International ultimately built 532,000 Scouts through the two-decade production run. I, I had no idea that they had built that many of those. Hmm. I need to get some uh, recalls in here, if you don't okay. mind. And then in 1999, Mr. Bean crashes... His McLaren so he does F1. another one anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank not? you. Back to you, Don. Oh, thanks a lot. Left me no he time whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Toyota Motor on Thursday said it's recalling about a million Highlander large crossovers globally because of an issue that might cause areas of the front bumper to come loose. The subject vehicles are equipped with a resin lower front bumper cover assembly connecting connected with mounting tabs. Toyota said in a news release, if there is a minor impact to the lower front bumper cover assembly that causes the mounting tabs to detach from the vehicle during normal operation, one or more parts of this assembly could detach, which could become a road hazard, increasing the risk of a crash or injury for other road users, including your own tires in the back. To fix the issue, dealers will inspect the mounting tabs and slots for damage. If no damage is found, dealers will install retention hardware with an improved design. Otherwise, dealers will replace the bumper covers and install the improved retention hardware. Why didn't they do this from the factory from the beginning? Don't know. Uh, Tesla Model X, uh, failure to detect low brake fluid. Windshield not uh, sealed properly on the Cadillac XT5 for 2024. And also the XT6 and the Acadia. Lyric from Cadillac, missing pedestrian warning sounds. Oh, no. Oh, I know what that sound is. <laughs> no, that's the pedestrian warning. That's you. It? That's you sounding that way. Uh, Ford Mustang Mach E high voltage battery contactor may overheat, calling causing a thermal, thermal event. event. Inoperative defrosting defogger system. Ford F one fifty Lightning for twenty twenty three. And finally, the pedestrian alert siren not connected for the Alfa Romeo toenail and the Dodge Hornet. So does it say get out of the way in Italian? Hey, hey, Tony. Forget about hey, it. Get Tony. out of the way. Hey, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time now for a quick break. We'll be right back here on the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show on iHeartRadio. Stay with us. Tailpipes and Tacos is back. It's been a while, but the popular Tailpipes and Tacos cruise in returns to the Loopy Tortilla Tex Max in Katy, and it's an extra special one. 
Bring your hot rod, classic, or modern classic to compete for one of the famous Chili Pepper Trophies. And get a free breakfast taco. Just make a donation of any size to God's Garage and Loopies will match it. You'll be helping single mothers who need a set of wheels. It's been almost a year in the making, so you won't want to miss Tailpipes and Tacos, Saturday, November 11th, 8 to 11 a.m. Cruise in, donate what you want to God's Garage, and grab a free Loopy Tortilla Breakfast Taco. Tailpipes and Tacos only happens at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex in Katy at 703 West Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard, just south of the Katy Freeway. It's car show season, and what better way to kick it off than a free taco and camaraderie at Tailpipes and Tacos. Saturday, November 11th, 8 to 11 a.m. The In Real Time Car Talk Show will be there, too. Proceeds benefit God's Garage. Rogers Dab Chevrolet and GM Performance has the absolute best price that you will find on GM Parts Plus, transmissions and engines. Over $25 million in parts and powertrain inventory and customer service that will be not matched by anyone in the country. Rogers Dab Chevrolet and GM Performance, whether you are a drag racer, an oval track racer, a hot rodder, it matters not. Rogers Dab Chevrolet and GM Performance will have the best price in the country, the best customer service, and the best delivery times that you will find on your GM parts. It can be on your dock at your front door in a matter of days. It's Rogers Dab Chevrolet GM Performance and customer service to boot. Contact our Texas team, Gina Shile knows at 713-907-0906 or Rodney Rodriguez at 512-300-4445. You will not find better service or better inventory in the country. Rogers Dabs and GM Performance. Houston's finest cars are invited to another Gulf Coast Auto Shield car social Saturday, December 2nd, and you're invited too. Show off your personal pride and joy or just stop in to see the likes of Lucid, Lamborghini, Porsche, Ferrari, and more. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your one-stop shop for paint detailing, coatings, window tent, clear bras, and wheel repair. The Car Social is your opportunity to get a tour of this state-of-the-art facility located at 11275 South Sam Houston Parkway, just south of the Southwest Freeway. It all takes place Saturday, December 2nd, 9 to noon. This is the perfect opportunity to connect with other car enthusiasts. From BMWs to Bentleys, Corvettes to McLarens, the Car Social is a different kind of show. Talk to the owners. See Gulf Coast Auto Shield's facility. You'll be amazed. Put it on your calendar now. The Gulf Coast Auto Shield Car Social, Saturday, December 2nd, 9 to noon at 11275 South Sam Houston Parkway, just south of the Southwest Freeway. The In Real Time Car Talk Show will be there, too. We'll see you then. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher.